When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It is May 16th, 2018. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Raj Geary. Justin Labar is with us today. Matt Morgan, uh, unfortunately, could not make it, but he'll be back on Monday. Talking about SmackDown Live for May 15th, live from London Justin, how's it going, man? It's going well. How are you? Doing well, man. Doing well. Uh, man, what a difference a two-hour show makes. Raj, what did you think of last night as compared to Monday? Man, much better. I, th- I thought it was a good show. Um, uh, really, top to bottom, there was nothing there was nothing bad on, on the whole thing. So it was entertaining. Uh, nothing earth-shattering. I never liked seeing the champion losing, the world champion losing, you know, but... It was telling a story. It's building to something else. And obviously they don't care too much about protecting AJ. Um, so, but it was, that was a really good match. So I, th- I thought it was a good episode. Yeah. So started off with, let's see, we had uh, Daniel Bryan talking to Renee Young. Brian uh, talking about the state of things before being interrupted by big Cass. So this is still going on. Um, Justin, what do you think? How do you think big Cass is developing as a, as a, you know, monster heel in SmackDown. Uh, well, by the by, the reaction he got. I mean, he's getting a lot of heat. Uh, don't define the type of heat he's getting. Whatever he's getting heat. That's his job. He's getting booed. Uh, he he's being the big man. He's picking on the little guy. The little guy that everybody loves. Who's back from you know several years of being out because uh, he thought his career's done. I, I, I'm I'm okay with it. You know, I, I I like I like the whole story of Cass and Brian. I like. I'm, I'm always been a fan of the of the big guy, the David and Goliath thing. I think. Um, I think Cass got a lot of potential. I mean, certainly, you know, there's there's more to be done with him, develop both character wise and in the ring. But I'm fine with it. And I thought Cass, kudos to him. I thought he sold really well. When Brian started uh, attacking the leg, go back and watch that. Cass was selling and screaming as he should because that's the leg that you know had him injured for True. For, eight, for eight months. So I, I thought he did a great job selling. I, I'm I'm a fan. I'm I'm a fan of, of Big Cass, and I like the Big Cass Dana Bryan interactions. Yeah, I kind of wondered if he was being punished a little bit here. Um, you know, I, I wonder if the normal storyline would have been cast, you know, taking out Brian. But, uh, <laughs> you know, instead he got not only did he come talk smack, but then he gets his ass handed to him. But, I, you know, I got to say this about Cass. I thought uh, his promo was great. His delivery, at least. I, I think he needs to tweak aspects of it, but he's confident. Uh, he can go out there. He doesn't sound, you know, totally scripted. So I thought he was really good. Daniel Bryan, I think he's the best babyface promo right now in the mm. business like he really gets fans into it he's he seems genuine uh, i can't think of anyone that's uh, as a baby face that's better can you guys not better i mean i think seth is pretty good yeah. giving him a mic well, lately pe- well people people are most invested in dan o'brien because yeah. there's, there's the most under i mean this is because there's so much real here's a guy who you know had a great rise at wrestlemania 30 and, and then you know everybody's hearts went out for him when he had to retire and he and, and stayed retired legitimately for a couple years so it's he's the best babyface promo. That's not to discredit him, but he also has the easiest path. I mean, he has everybody in the palm of his hands right now. So, hmm. you know. But I think even before that, if you go back to when AJ was wrestling Brock last, uh, you know, at the Survivor Series, and then Daniel basically cut AJ's promo for him, and it was <laughs> way better than you know what AJ could do. And and that's that's not a you know uh, dissing AJ. He's just the promos are not his strong suit. 
And uh, and and not disregarding Seth. Seth's not bad, but I just don't think he's on uh, Daniel Bryan's level. Oh, it's on totally the mic. different. It's different. And for Seth, you know, it's been working really well. Is Seth? Um, almost appearing just overwhelmed at the response he's getting, like it's taking him by surprise. Like that's what seems genuine. That makes it good. But there, no one's really doing the underdog babyface angle that they're giving out a mic time to right now, aside from Daniel. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, there's people that get a face reaction, but I mean, Daniel Bryan has such earnestness in, uh, in what he does out there. Yeah, Bobby, sure. well, Bobby Lashley has really good sisters. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, can't wait for that on Monday. Kick the crap out of him. Can't wait for that on Monday. Just <clears throat> appointment viewing, folks. Sami Zayn with Bobby Lashley's sisters live on Raw. <laughs> maybe uh, it'll be maybe it'll be revealed that Jason Jordan is one of Bobby Lashley's brothers. I don't know. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Jason Jordan uh, in, in drag. <laughs> um. Yeah. So Cass again quickly. That was my only thing. He Cass sold it, but the, these quick tap outs for me, he loses all credibility when the second Daniel Bryan gets his hands on him in the right way. Cass there's just there's there's definitely a pun there's definitely a punishment factor, which I think is if, if the report is if that report out there that it is true that it's that, that he was being punished because he did more than he was supposed to uh, when he attacked the little Daniel Bryan. To me, it's like come on. We we tell these guys not to walk. You know, we always we hear from Vince McMahon himself on Austin's podcast. We hear from Jim Ross. We hear from everybody. These guys are complacent, and nobody wants to go out and grab the brass ring, and they walk on eggshells. Well, so when somebody goes out there and says, All right, "I'm going to get my heat," I'm going to you know, I'm going to I'm going to take, I'm going to ask for forgiveness later, and then they get punished. It, it sends a message of, "Okay, don't try to do anything other than what we tell you." Which I think th- there's, there's 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 a difference between being insubordinate and 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 wanting to try things. I don't know. I just. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you, Justin, except that where he was stupid was that he went and asked and they specifically <laughs> said no. I, I went and did it. He should have just he should have yeah. just went and done it. And then afterwards just said I was feeling it, the crowd was into it, you know, I just thought it would make for good TV. And then at least it makes it seem like you're not just completely disobeying them. You just kind of went off script a little, uh, as opposed to you know, being specifically told not to. Fair and enough. That's yeah. that's where he uh, messed up. But hopefully, um, Hopefully he's not punished too much for it because, well, it's uh, in a feud with Daniel Bryan. I mean, right? But uh, but you, I mean, this just happened. I mean, if yeah. the rest of the feud is him just getting his ass kicked and then, you know, going down the card, uh, that's not going to do him any favors. It's true. Do you guys feel like there's? And maybe this is just me, but I feel like there's an elephant in the room with this that Cass has never really given a motivation for hating Daniel Bryan, and I feel like in an alternate, less scandalous reality. Cass has some really good lines about being sick and tired of little guys who run their mouth in that <laughs> WWE ring. I, I feel like that's the most natural motivation for this, but of course they're not going to mention it. Well, I think, you know, what, what would have made this feud a lot better is if Cass comes back, he's beating up a bunch of smaller wrestlers, you know, for a few weeks. <laughs> and then finally really drive it home, you know, talk smack after each match. And then finally, after one of them, Daniel Bryan comes out wait, and stands wait. up to him. So then, then at least you have, a real reason why yeah. this feud started, as opposed to just out of the blue. Wait, when you say it beat up a bunch of smaller wrestlers, do you mean like smaller guys like Dan O'Brien, or do you mean like like midgets? Yeah, well, you know, like uh, the guys oh, that uh, the Ascension used to squash back in the day. Not, uh, not. I thought not you meant. People. I thought you meant call like little people. <laughs> little people are us, and like have no, no, a parade of. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just looking at the absurdity of that. That sounds like a Vince McMahon thing. In every city, we're gonna get a midget wrestler, yeah, and we're gonna person, have him backstage. Little person. Yeah, you're gonna. I'm doing his Vince McMahon though. He's like, I don't care if it's a little person. I call him midgets. We're gonna get a midget wrestler and big cast. You're gonna go there. And you're gonna beat the crap out of him till Daniel Bryan comes in and saves the day. Horn yeah. swoggles yeah. in a different outfit every week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. No, but but just being a bully and then finally Daniel Bryan stands up to him. It's kind of like, uh, you know, the school the the school kid standing up to the bully. And I think that that storyline would have resonated a lot more than just. But you know what WWE does this all the time, where it's just feuds out of the blue with no real rhyme or reason. Yeah. We, uh, it's like they don't even think about it in creative. No one's like, Hey, hate to raise my hand, hate to be this guy again, but what's his motivation for doing this? And it's right. like, Shut up, go yeah. get his coffee. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Especially with when you have the, the dual branded pay per views now, you don't need to rush these angles. You know, you didn't have to have Daniel Bryan and, and Cass at, at Backlash. You could have done it at Money in the Bank and had to get more of a natural build. Yeah. 
So Money in the Bank qualifying match last night. I don't know if this means the tag team Money in the Bank is not happening or if this means that this is the, the groundwork for tag team Money in the Bank. But we had the New Day versus the Bar. The conditions of this match were that the winning team was going to get to select one uh, member to go on to the Money in the Bank ladder match next month. So New Day versus the Bar, this is what, third or fourth week in a row we've seen this. Uh, the New Day ended up winning. Justin, what do you make of this angle and how what it potentially foretells for Money in the Bank? Do you think it's going to be New Day selecting perhaps Big E, or do you think they might pull out a tag team Money in the Bank after all? I don't think we're going to get a tag team Money in the Bank this year. I, I think it's going to be. I think it's something. For, I think it's what's old. I think it's rehashing something, but it will be in, in, in a new format. It's uh, we've seen success with the New Day playing the Freebird rule when they've had titles. Now it opens up a whole new possibility that they could do a Freebird rule with the briefcase. You know, they're going to pick <laughs> one of the three of them to win the briefcase. Imagine if one of them does. And then imagine if we spend time having, oh, okay, here comes Kofi with the briefcase. He's going to tease it. Nope, not going to happen. Here comes the Big E next week. And then eventually when one of them wins it, what if what if one of them, I mean, they, they, all three of them have uh, have escalated to heights that I, don't, that I don't think any of us ever thought they would be. And what if one of them was to, in fact, become a world champion and the world title actually was they were referring to themselves as all three of them being world champions. I mean, there's a ton of there's a, there's a ton of rich potential, and then one of them gets jealous, one of them turns. That you know, I think there's a ton of potential if if, if they do in fact want to see this through. I think there's a lot of creative potential what they could do here with a free bird rule of a briefcase. Yeah, I think I, you know I've I've always thought um, you know world title uh, potential in Big E, and so. You know, if, if they did want to go that route, I think Big E would be that guy to put in this match. I'm, I'm guessing it's going to be Kofi. But it was pretty clear, I think, that they were saying that one of them will be in the Money in the Bank match. It's not for a tag team. You know, it's not for another Money in the Bank ladder match. I don't see them doing a Money in the Bank ladder match. I know that was teased. I know they had the tag teams doing those promos, but I think it would just be a cluster. Unless you did just four teams. I mean, if you did eight teams, that would be ridiculous. But uh, Battle Royal at that point. Right. Then then you got 16 guys. I mean, that would that'd be nuts. But if you did like four teams, that's eight people. That's the same as the other ones. Um, I, I'd rather see a cruiserweight one. I think they could do some real cool stuff. You could put it on the pre-show, uh, you know, get people people amped. But and, and it at least gets them on the show because they're they're struggling with the, you know, with the dual branded pay-per-views now. They're, they're hardly getting any uh, TV time. I just yeah. want, I just wonder how many ladder matches can how many money in the bank ladder matches can you put on a show and not overkill the gimmick? You know yeah, I mean? that's true. That, that's that's why I'm saying if you're doing a third, I think it's better not to. I think it, yeah. it's better to stay. I actually think it's, it's just better to do one. Uh, but I know they want to do a woman and a men's. So mix gender money in the bank. Yeah, Raj, it's a woman's <laughs> world. We have to give some love to them too. Well, or maybe you could alternate year after year. But uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I agree with you, Justin. I think anytime you have a specialty match like Hell in the Cell. Elimination Chamber, this, uh, just one, doing one has way more drama and, and a big event feel. But, you know, at the same time, you know, when you are trying to push the women on the same level, you, you got to do it. Even Royal Rumble, has anybody realized that in a four-month time span, we've gotten three Royal Rumble matches, a men's, a women's, <laughs> and then a greatest Royal Rumble? Like, this is overkill. Yeah, that's got to be a record, right? I remember Russo would book Royal Rumbles on Raw every now and then, but... Uh, yeah, I don't think there's ever been three in one year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this match, man, Xavier Woods hit the flying elbow on Cesaro for the pin. So the New Day gets to pick a money in the bank, uh, gets to pick a member to go on to that now. Interesting how they're they're filling all this out. Yeah, I'm guessing it'd be Kofi. You Remember, Glenn, you were saying on Monday how oh. there's usually a random person kind of put in? Yeah. And uh, I'm guessing, you know, Kofi's kind of that guy. It'd be good. I mean, yeah. Kofi's great. He's spectacular in these. So. Yeah. Um, so after that, oh, man, we got another vignette for the Bludgeon Brothers. Going for <sighs> creepy. You know, the one part, though, the Bludgeon Brothers, their first line is family is weak. Family is for the weak. And I was like, you guys are brothers. <laughs> like, well, crapping over everyone else's gimmick. Just saying, <laughs> you know, they they suck. Yeah, I, I like them as wrestlers, but this thing sucks. Well, they're keeping them off TV. I mean, it's kind of weird when the only tag action we've been seeing front and center is New Day versus The Bar. Sanity, Sanity, we got another promo for Sanity last night. Sanity debuts next week, maybe? Is Money in the Bank? Said? I, I, missed, I, I, missed I don't it. know. Yeah. You kind of blink and miss it. You know, 
when you see the sanity promo part of me is just like oh is this some mr robot thing some new usa show and they're also oh, okay sanity promo yeah um but yeah i don't know we'll we'll see uh what happens there uh speaking of call-ups though andrade cian almas debuted last night with selena uh, selena vega by his side against jake constantino um what do you think justin how do you think uh andrade looked in this debut and what do you think they should do with him going forward i mean he looked fine there wasn't much to really measure it off of it was it, we've seen this before build 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 to the debut you know have a i guess a series of matches against um enhancement talent aka jobbers i mean look fine i mean i you know the, the the package of he and vega look really good um I know I've had a lot of questions come on my social media. People ask me, do I think that they'll have uh, Zelina Vega wrestle eventually? Because she mm. obviously is a good wrestler. I mean, I, you know, uh, I, I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't, I, I like the package. I, I like the package more. I want to see, does this package of the two of them, do, does it, does it thrive? Do, is it a Lita S.A. Rio situation where she's going to take off? Or I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the presentation. He's very talented. Um, I, I know people always want to excite how that, you know, WWE wants a Mexican star. So, he feels that casting need. Um, I don't know where, where you put him at first. I'm trying to look across the landscape of SmackDown, and I can't figure out where where, where you, you – we've had so many between people returning from injuries, people returning from uh, medical suspensions of three years. There's, yeah. there's so much new, and, and then, and then they, did, they just did a shake-up and then the joint uh, pay-per-views. I feel like there's there's so much new happening that it's like I just don't know where he fits in right now. It's almost like there's too much new. Yeah, but there's also a lot of people that aren't really doing much. I think Randy mm. Orton, you know, was kind of, uh, you know, has has nothing going on. You could easily put him in with Orton. Uh, Jeff Hardy doesn't really have a feud. If he can, hopefully he wasn't injured, he, he was yeah, favoring his leg in night. the dark match last night. Hopefully it's nothing serious. It was just tweaked. Uh, I mean, you could kind of put him right in there. I think, yeah, like you said, Justin, I think Almas and uh, and Vega look great together as a package. I hope they stick with it and don't for you know break them up down the road for no reason like they did with lana and rusev i think uh they're one that work together you know best together as a package and uh it'll just be interesting when it comes time to start doing promos and stuff yeah is she just always going to do them because you know after a while i could see that getting old but i mean you know lana and rusev did it for for a while and it worked so as we'll long as as long as uh, almost doesn't have a conga line anytime soon, it'll be fine. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so almost looked good. I think he looked like a star. So, uh, and I think without Vega, he loses a lot. He doesn't look as much like a superstar without her. So, uh, keep yeah. me Well, I'll tell you, this is new. That this is the first prominent NXT uh, call up in a while that does not get their feud, first feud with Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, so they're changing the playbook, and that's good. I mean, I think him doing these squash matches is probably better compared to, I mean, what they did with Bobby Roode, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, and even Baron Corbin feuding with Dolph. So, but what we'll do we learn? But what do we, you know, I think there's something to be learned here. You know, we we all know the challenges of NXT versus going to the main roster. Of you know, it's not the same crowd, and it's you know, bigger, creative, bigger, bigger everything. You know, like who's? I think we could all say the most successful NXT call up at least in the last year, has been Elias, right? And they eased Elias. Yeah. They eased Elias in. They, they, there was no expectation of these big debuts. There was no expectation of big men. They just eased him in. We yeah. saw him back. You know, and I think there's something to be said for that. Um, they, didn't, they didn't forget about him. They didn't, he didn't drop off the priority list. We, they, they stay committed to seeing him every week, even if it was just for a quick cameo. And then it went from a quick walk by playing the guitar to a little bit of words spoken. Then it was he was going to sing a song and he gets interrupted. Then it was matches which he won and looked good in. Like there was such a committed, good progression that they stayed with, but they didn't rush it. And I and I think there's something to be said for that. We keep having all these guys getting called up, sanity well, and whatever, all these packages. And I think it almost sets it's, it's impossible to live up to the expectations for all of them. But Elias wasn't popular in NXT. Uh, I think that he wasn't like one of the big superstars. So I think when they do this big launch for an NXT call up, it's because they're a fan favorite. With Elias, I think it, it was a blessing that he didn't come in with all these expectations for him on the main roster. Well, I think also you got to remember the majority of the, the crowd watching at home doesn't watch NXT. True. That watches these shows. So um, I actually like the packages because I think, you know, Andrade, Cien almost he got, he got a good response here. Granted, they're in the UK. Um, but I think by introducing him every week, as opposed to just throwing him out there and having everyone know who, you know, assume that everyone knows who he is, um, it helps him out. I think that's by doing the packages, it helps introduce him to the crowd. You know, I, I, and 
that's kind of to your point, Justin, that it's kind of slowly introducing them as opposed yeah. to just throwing them out there because you look at the authors of pain and no way Jose and, and, um, you know, they throw them out there, they get that post WrestleMania pop and that's good and great, but then they're nothing two weeks later. So authors of pains on main event this week. Yeah. So it's like, you know, do just remember that most of these people don't know who these guys are and, uh, you know, do that slow bill like they're doing with Drew. I think they're doing yeah. a great job with Drew too. Yeah, Drew, uh, it's going fantastic so far. So, uh, of course, Almas hit the hammerlock DDT in the middle of the ring for the easy win on that match. So, remember a couple weeks ago, Lana was telling Rusev, hey, maybe Aiden's not what's what's uh, not working out for Rusev Day. Uh, that storyline appears to not be happening, as we saw Lana, Rusev, and Aiden English being quite chummy backstage last night, and Lana talking about her getting a Money in the Bank qualifying opportunity. If she wins that, goes on to win Money in the Bank. She uh, foresees her and Rusev being Mr. and Mrs. Money in the Bank, which, uh, for me, I'm sold. Yes, let's just decide it now. I'll, sp I'll spend six months to a year with that gimmick. Um... Lana winning money in the bank and, and Rusev winning money in the bank. And as yeah. a couple, yeah. come on, that's great know. TV. Uh, you look, I, you know, I like the spot? idea of the three of them being together, but th this backstage segment felt very mid card to me. It did. Mm. It did not look like a, a main event act. We'll see where they go with it. But, um, it, it just seemed like there were three people trying to be heels and having fun. And it just did nothing for me. And I like Rusev. I'm a big Rusev fan, but, um we'll see it's such a broad spectrum of healdom though you compare this to big casts and I, th I think this is what people like more i think this is people like the heel relishing the role the more cartoon villain type approach to it i think that they get you over with the crowd more than just well, I guess, being a bully yeah my, my argument is that Rusev should be a face i think I agree. he's you know the fans are with him i think he'd go in that direction he seems miscast now as a heel well, that's yeah. what's that's what's confusing. Yeah, you said it. People people love the singing of Rusev Day. They love the chant. They love to cheer when they see Lana. Uh, but then, but then, yet in the in that segment that we're talking about, um, Aiden English takes a shot at London. You know, so it's like I, just 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 let just let them embrace and, and acknowledge the fans and and just yeah, I mean the three of them together because Rusev's over with with him being the the namesake of Rusev Day. Lana's over because she looks like a million and one bucks. Aiden English is over with his with his with his songs. Put the three. Let the three of them keep going out there as let them go out there as baby faces. That could be a, you know, I, I it's kind of like when you know you, they threw New Day together and New Day ended up exploding four years ago. I'm not saying this can get to the heights of New Day, but there's potential if you just let them embrace it. Absolutely, yeah. It seems like it's so forced with Rusev. You know, when he threw that line about the Rolling Stones sucking or whatever, it just seems so forced. Like we have to throw these lines in to remind the crowd that to to not like us and they like you, so just go with it. It's yeah. like it's like Roman. He's they they don't like him go with it you know make him a badass heel bobby lashley i don't think you're gonna change uh the <laughs> crowd response go with it he should he's better as a heel we saw it in tna yeah yeah um so we'll see what happens with lana against billy k next week for a money in the bank qualifier i think that'll be ugly yeah, Lana, well, I've said this before, but Lana looks like the top woman in the company until she gets in the ring and starts wrestling. Lana, Eva Marie, um, there's just some women that um, they don't, you could have a role for them. Lana is great with Rusev. She doesn't need to be wrestling. I mean, you're not gaining anything by having her out there as wrestling while you're gaining something with her with Rusev. So why do it? And well, I didn't Eva watch Marie, Total If you Divas, can find a cool, good yeah. role for her. Uh, why why put her in the ring when it just stinks to join up and it just makes the product look bad? Well, because they have that belief of if you have the look, if you have that it factor, they can teach you the stuff in the ring. And, and if, if, if they look at Lana and see the million bucks, if they look at Lana and say, okay, she's done Hollywood, she's done modeling, if they want her to be the next you, Trish Stratus or something like that, you know, they, they need her to be, they need to sell her being able to be in the ring and have a match. So, I mean, I, I get the perspective. I, I, I agree with you that it, it she looks the part and then the bell rings and uh, it, 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 but she's only going to get better with refs. I hope it's been like mm -hmm. what since last summer when they were trying to push her for that. You know, she had she actually had a match. I think at money she had Bank. like three championship shots. Right. I mean, I hope I hope that since then that she's been getting reps, whether it be live events or whether it be at the performance center. That's the only way you get better. Yeah. Because I understand their philosophy. I mean, it, you know, they they think they can teach you the in ring stuff if you have the 
that it factor. Oh, she was doing the Florida NXT house shows last year in build up. Yeah. I mean, she was doing like the Lakeland Armory and yeah, I yeah. mean the really small stuff to prepare for this. And that's the thing I didn't watch uh, Total Divas last season, but from the promos and online, it's th- th- the story has been sold that she wanted to do this, that she wanted to work on her entering competition um, skills. So we'll see. I mean, her versus Billy Kay. I don't know. I have no clue who's winning that match. It seems weird to me that Billy would go in without Peyton. That's the only thing that's making me think Lana has a shot at this. Um, so we'll see next week what happens on SmackDown. Uh, speaking of the women's roster, celebration last night. Carmella coming out celebrating uh, her reign as champion. Interrupted by, well, saying she was better than everyone on SmackDown, better than Sasha Banks, Alexa Bliss, and Ronda Rousey, better than Trish Stratus and Lita combined. Of course, she was interrupted by Paige, who came out to announce Carmella's opponent for a title defense of Money in the Bank, and that will be Asuka. So, how do you think that's going to go, Justin? Asuka versus Carmella. This one kind of stumps me because I don't know how Carmella gets out of this with Asuka, but I don't see them drop, I don't see them pulling the title this quickly off of Carmella. So, th- this is kind of a, this was, stumps on me on on how they're going to book this iconics maybe maybe i I mean it it has i mean obviously it has to be something screwy uh i just wonder how much screwy do you want to keep around oscar yeah raj what do you think i thought well first off i thought carmella was great here in her delivery i thought the content was very basic you know just... they, they say not so great britain they use that joke for a heel uses that joke every time they go to london <laughs> yeah yeah um but i thought she was great in her delivery and presence and she didn't seem like she was reading but just saying i'm the best and that's it um with oscar it's crazy to think how many title reigns alexa bliss has had and now we've had carmella and oscar hasn't had one yet uh, on the main roster. I still don't get why they beat Asuka uh, when it did nothing for Charlotte when they just had her lose two nights later. Um, but uh, that being said, uh, I don't know. I think they have to do something screwy, right? Champions um, advantage, right? DQ count out. Yeah, but yeah. So, so if you do that once on the card, it's not a big deal. Hopefully they don't have more than one screwy finish. But I think beating Asuka now... I think it'd be, um, I think it would suck, but uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't think you should take the belt off of Carmella yet either. It's booking yeah. themselves into a corner. Why, I, I would just, you know, there's so many women you could choose from. Why not go with someone else? But yeah, you're well. Renee Young backstage, uh, two interviews last night. One was AJ Styles calling Shinsuke Nakamura a con man. Shinsuke responded, uh, giving probably the lengthiest amount of talking he has done on SmackDown since the No Speak English gimmick started. This time uh, talking about probability chance. Shinsuke Shinsuke saying uh, Renee was choosing the wrong word. That's going to be a certainty. Uh, It's going to be certain that Nakamura is going to hit AJ with knee to face uh, in their match later that night winner gets to pick the stipulation for their money in the bank championship match um yeah this promo was a little tough but it was what it was justin how do you how do you feel about heel shinsuke and how they've been doing these uh you know these interviews with him good up until last night um yeah that was the most talking i was not a fan of it i I like the no speak english i like the very very quick let the action speak um, you know, let the action do all the talking. I, I, I think it works. I think his facial, exp- I mean, his facial, he's, he's such a master with these weird facial expressions and, and the no speak English kind of, you know, obviously, you know, just poking fun and, and, and being very disrespectful to not answering up to his uh, dastardly actions. I like it. We, we don't, we don't need him to speak uh, that much. So, yeah. Um, I thought it started off really good and then it just went too long, but uh, I like heel Nakamura. I think he's uh I think he's got an extra pep in his step, for lack of a better term. But uh, the, this promo is just too – I think they just went like a minute too long. But it was all right. Yeah. Uh, Money in the Bank qualifying match. Becky Lynch versus Sonya Deville versus Mandy Rose last night. So this was interesting. The possibility of Sonya and Mandy teaming up a little during this, uh, being competitive with one another, but Becky walked away with the win <laughs> and got the money in the bank spot two years in a row. Raj, what'd you think of this match? Eh, it was it was there. It was all right. It uh, did indeed exist. <laughs> yeah. Um, eh, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, Becky Lynch should be in the match, so I was glad she won. So. Yeah, Mandy Rose tapped out the disarmor for that. Justin, uh, how, do you, how do you feel women's money in the bank is shaping up? We've got Charlotte, we've got Alexa Bliss, we've got Ember Moon, and now we've got Becky Lynch, four slots left to fill. I think it'll be a good match. I, I don't think it'll disappoint. I mean, I kind of, yeah, Rush kind of took the words out of my mouth, eh, in terms of like <laughs> yeah. some of the build to it, but I mean, it'll deliver. Um, It'll deliver. It's the you know, for, for, all these first times of, of that the women have been doing. They, they've they've came off pretty well, I think. So uh, I have no reason really to doubt this one. I mean, it, it'll you don't you don't. And this is not just in WWE. This isn't just in general. You don't often see women in ladders. So that is going to be just that visual alone is going to be like intriguing. I'm like, okay, like what are they going to do? You you don't see a lot of females doing spots with ladders and stuff like that. So um, especially in WWE. So. Uh, for that point, I'm intrigued. Uh, you know, so how soon before Mandy has that title? I think it's. Uh, <laughs> I'm guessing it's this year. Maybe. I mean, it seems like so. She inherited the Emelina gimmick, uh, version 2.0. She has the look that Vince has that Vince likes. Um, she's improving. She's not there yet, but yeah, there's Carmella, and uh, you know she got the belt so. A lot, a lot of, a lot of better be happy that she has Rusev Day to, to, to that to, to latch onto because the Mandy Rose is very much similar to what they had Lana doing as just a single star. And so, um, I don't know, a little bit of duplicate there. Yeah. Yeah. Although uh, Lana had that dancing in her entrance and the scarves in that promo. I, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> forgot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So we got a promo from yeah, real Smoke. quick. They're, Wait, they're kind that? of running out of women to be in. In oh, these qualifying matches. <laughs> no, there's got to be a second chance. I did yeah. the math. Remember, we talked about this Monday. There are four women left on Raw for two spots, and that's if you include Dana Brooke. Right. And on SmackDown, I mean, who else do you got that hasn't gotten a shot yet? Uh, I mean, I think next week is it. I think Lana and uh, Billy Kay. Yeah, but we got four spots, right? Yeah. So it'll be a second chance. Yeah. There's got to be something. Yeah. It's a problem with eight women. Well, why put them in triple threat matches? Why not do one on one? You know, because they love triple. Th- they love anything that gets more people in the ring and on screen at the same time. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe backstage cutting a promo on Big Cass in advance of their Money in the Bank qualifier next week. Now that's for the last spot in Money in the Bank. Yeah. Um, you got to think Joe's winning that. Um, and, yeah, because Big Cass is probably wrestling Daniel Bryan. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if it's a squash or or how they treat it. But I, I thought this promo from Joe was awesome. Yeah, I think uh, Joe needs a win after uh, getting beat by Roman. Yeah, so Joe is on the raw side of this tour. Uh, someone in, in the chat had asked earlier. Um, yeah, so he's the only one that's uh, on the other brand. Uh, he was originally supposed to headline the shows against Roman Reigns. Uh, and I guess probably because of the response that they got at Backlash and knowing the UK is probably going to be worse, they changed it to six-man tag. So it's now Roman, Braun, and Lashley against Joe, uh, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn as the main event. And the reason why they kept Joe was because it was supposed to be Roman and Joe and they had no one else better. And I don't think they wanted to headline the shows with Roman and Jinder. Hmm. So um, there you go. So Samoa Joe's on the raw side. We'll be back on SmackDown next week. I think, I think that moving Joe to SmackDown it helps SmackDown tremendously, but it wasn't well thought out because Raw is really hurting on the heel side. Yeah, uh, people pointing out in the chat, Naomi has not gotten a shot. Of money oh. in the bank yet? But weird, so weird with the tag division. No Usos, no Naomi. With the, uh, with the tag division? Well, no, I was going to say with the tag because the Usos haven't been around. Naomi was in their storyline. It's just, it's interesting with SmackDown, a two hour show. You realize how many people they're not using were on Raw. It's like between Raw and main event, they're really maxing out the roster to fill time. Yeah. I mean, it's good to not be on TV every week, I feel like. It sure. keeps the storylines fresher. So, uh, but at least alternate them because has Naomi been on since uh, when was the last time she was on TV? I can't even remember. When she helped them uh, beat the Bludgeon Brothers, was that before? That was before the Greatest Royal Rumble. Wow. Yeah, we'll see, man. Uh, Oh, and the Iconics did a backstage promo last night, which was better than what they did in the ring the week before. 
Um, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura, the main event. Said it last night. You keep doing this match. Eventually, they're going to do the dream match we've all been hoping for. Justin, how do you think this compared the previous three or four outings between the two of these guys, two of these guys? To me, it was the best that they've had. Um, uh, I know what you said earlier about <clears throat> AJ losing the champion losing, and I can I can appreciate your comment for that. But I, I like the way it's done. I like the the Shinsuke kind of pulling the Eddie Guerrero a little bit there, and 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 the distraction with the referee. And, oh, he hit me and low. I, I thought it was good. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was the best they've had. Um, I'll be very curious to see what stipulation of a match they get at Money in the Bank because obviously they've they've been they've been fighting so many times on TV now in a short span of time. Obviously, you need a stipulation to that, that's just how the seats have progressed. So good by them, they're going to do a stipulation. Uh, I'll just be interested to see what it is and what kind of expectation it puts. Yeah, I, I think their matches have gotten better each time since uh, since WrestleMania. I, saw, I thought WrestleMania their match was a big disappointment. I mm. think a lot of people did. Um, it, it just because so many people were expecting a dream match. It wasn't bad, but it definitely wasn't what people were expecting. And uh, yeah. it's gotten better each time, but then it got hurt by the crappy finishes. Um, and yeah, I thought this one, I liked the clever ending. AJ, man, when's the last time? How often does has he won on TV this year on, on SmackDown, <laughs> not at pay-per-views? Um, I just feel like they don't do enough to, to protect him more. Um, but that being said, I, I like the ending too. I like the Eddie Guerrero, uh, you know, the wink to Eddie with with that ending. I thought it was clever. It hasn't been done in a while, so it was it was cool. It was uh, it was a good match, and and uh, yeah, Shinsuke gets to pick the step. Yeah, cup on a pole match is what someone in the oh man in the comments suggested. <sighs> is it going to be something good? I feel like when they do these pick the stipulation things, it's one of the same three things like no dq or no lack. dq false count anywhere extreme rules yeah last man standing yeah okay last man standing with what the nut punching that's what, that's what I'll, maybe this could be a last man standing but you can only the the count can only follow after a nut shot <laughs> <laughs> a ball shot nut count you know last man standing match it's so amazing that they've made this the cornerstone of the feud. So last night we talked about pulling the Eddie Guerrero. So yeah, Shinsuke faked when the ref's back was turned. The ref turns around. Shinsuke faked like AJ hit him with a low blow. AJ goes to argue with the ref. Shinsuke then gets him uh, in position to pick up the win uh, with the Kinshasa and then went for the pin. Yeah, man. Like, What, what if it's a take? You know, they, we, we, we've, yeah. we've seen first blood matches where the person who draws blood, maybe it's like a first ball shot. Or it's the first yeah. One in. yeah. Veggie Gamer is uh, pitching a ball shot only match. <laughs> that's, that's how you take win. Turns, take turns until someone can't get up. That's going to be Vince McMahon has to think that's the most like the greatest <laughs> test of manly strength that you just hit each other in the nuts till one can't stand anymore. Yeah. The funny thing, giant grapefruits. Yeah. The, the funny thing about it is if, if, if Vince is the one who creatively is behind or really likes the the whole ball shot theme in this feud it's it's almost like he's trolling the audience because it's like here's two guys that can do almost anything in a row oh, yeah but they're gonna resort to what a fifth grader would do <laughs> in ball shots you well, know, you go right? back to like Undertaker and Lesnar was like, and then you know you're gonna hit him in the nuts. It's like what? It's just no. Trust me, it'll go. Don't look, don't, don't get me wrong. Even with the toughest of guys like Lesnar, yeah. don't get me wrong. If well timed and well placed, a ball shot is a very effective move. Oh no, shit. Yeah, that, a, that hurts in, a, in most moves. In a feud, but the fact that as, you, as one of you just said, it's become the cornerstone. Yeah, it's <laughs> you know. Well, it's so absurd. Actually, the the funniest moment I've ever had at a live event was the first NXT show I went to, like Aftershock, and I forget who was wrestling. It might have been like Elias back when no one knew who Elias was versus like Samoa Joe when he was a face, and someone in the crowd just sh shouts out like "Punch him in the dick," and it was just like everyone erupted in laughter <laughs> because it's just absurd, you know. Uh, but this is like the hallmark cornerstone of this feud between yeah, these two. Someone wrote two out of three balls match, so yeah, balls first person anywhere. had two two ball shots. Okay. There's, a, there's a bunch of them <laughs> it's amazing but hey <laughs> you know you know where this makes sense with camp wwe got a second season vince mcmahon yeah. everybody that's all yeah, you need that's to know. probably one show on the network he watches yeah absolutely um we man said, i i want i want one of the loyal wrestling inc podcasts 
viewers. I want them to do. I want them to do the justice, and I want somebody to count how many times we've said balls in this podcast. <laughs> I expect a full report by the. Which is weird too, because probably since the early '90s, have I not talked about nuts and balls this much? Um, and now it's like I looked at my Twitter feed. I'm like, I'm tweeting all these things about punching people in the nuts. It's like, well, dear God, I'm 42 years old. We probably said balls more today than. Oh yeah. All the episodes combined. Last time I said balls on a podcast was when Balls Mahoney died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah well. But how else are you going to describe it? I, th- I think if you go back in the archives, we were tactful at first. I think we were like, he hits him with a low blow. In the groin. Yeah. The groin in the area. groin. Yeah, now it's like, I just don't care anymore. There's no other way to discuss this. The lower regions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the other thing. They're very blatant about saying, you know, you know, it's medical facility in a hot, you know, maybe it's the, there's always a lower region or the there's a, there's a, a medical name for Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So SmackDown last night. Uh Justin, how do you think you could put it? This would have been perfect for great balls of fire. If they oh could, yeah, if seriously. <laughs> Should have brought it back this year. Yeah. What are we getting instead? What's the uh it's extreme rules, right? Before SummerSlam? Well they yeah. dropped a bunch, so I think that's just one of the ones they dropped. Yeah. But yeah, that was what the July pay-per-view last year? Yeah. So yeah. this year it's uh, Extreme rules here in Pittsburgh in July. Yeah. So last night, SmackDown, Justin, how do you think it compared to Raw? I enjoyed it more than Raw. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think from most of the stuff we talked about, there's been some entertainment in all of it and the stories. And uh, and again, I've said it many a times, just a two-hour format helps. Three-hour format's very, very taxing to get through. It's, just, it's almost impossible to pull off three solid hours with commercials of keep me, keep me, you know, invested. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I think SmackDown's been on an upswing. I think the superstar shakeup benefited them greatly. And uh, we'll see if they keep this streak going into money in the bank, which is God, month away, a month away. What a month from tomorrow. So be here before we know it. Um, what else have they set up for money in the bank, Raj? Oh, so we got AJ versus Nakamura, obviously. Um with the step to be decided. You guys think it's time for Nakamura to win that one? It'd be cool. If it's going to happen, if it's going to happen, it needs to happen now. Yeah. Yeah. It would be overkill, but by going past it. So I think, uh, there's, there's no world, uh, there's no universal championship match. So that's the only men's world title match. I could, I could see a, uh, I could see a title change happening there. Yeah. Uh, Nia just said, oh, here's here's where I feel like they kind of booked themselves in a corner. You got Nia Jax versus Ronda Rousey. Seems like they just threw threw together, you know, 15 minutes before they announced it at, at Upfronts. And then Carmella versus Asuka. And both of those seem like they'd have some sort of screwy ending unless there's a title change. Hmm. Right? The- I mean, you don't beat Rousey clean. Uh, and e- beating Rousey at all in her first singles match just seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I feel with Ronda though they probably feel like they're not fully utilizing that asset, given how much interest there is in her in the WWE. So I don't know, Justin. Do you think they're gonna again have sort of a screwy ending with this, or do you think Ronda's gonna walk away with that title? Uh, I mean, if, if if the match goes on after the women's Money in the Bank ladder match, then I mean, I, there's definitely potential for something to happen of a screw. I mean, yeah, there's, I, I think screwy finish is certainly more in favor between the Money in the Bank element, between the fact that we saw like Natty's Ronda's best friend on screen. And so I could see, you know, Natty being jealous potentially. Yeah, I just, I, I just can't see something. I can't see this being upfront clean, you know, and I'm not, I'm not surprised that Ronda's getting a title match this quick. That doesn't surprise me. Like that, that's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm just so freaking shocked that the way they decided to create it. I understand doing it at a at a media event in New York City. That I could even understand. <laughs> I'll even give them that. And I know there's other factors. Maybe NBC. I don't know. Maybe they wanted it requested. I don't know. I just can't believe that Ronda Rousey, the baddest woman on the planet, her first singles match and titles match on television is going to be for WWE is going to be the champion challenging her and then they walk off embracing each other, talking about how they need water because their throats are raspy because they were just doing too many woos. Like, what is that? At least stage an old Don King press conference and have the two women fighting each other on the red carpet. This wasn't Tyson and Austin, that's for sure. There's no story, (laughs) no heat, no build whatsoever. Um, You know, with Ronda, I think it might just be the Band-Aid. Remember when Kurt came in the WWE 
I mean, my recollection it was the same thing. It was like, oh, this guy's an Olympian. He's going to win. He's going to be untouchable. And then you have him lose. And then it's like, okay, well, okay, now just he's another wrestler, uh, still a star. But I think exactly. with Ronda. I think even with all the, all the, you know, you could have the entire women's roster beat down Ronda and then she gets beat. Still beating her takes some of that aura off. And I just don't feel like you should be doing that yet. And um, I don't think Ronda should be in a title match yet. I think it should be a big story. Uh, that leads to either WrestleMania or SummerSlam. It should be one of those two events. And if you want to do it sooner, SummerSlam isn't that far. You get, you can have a great storyline. I like the the Ronda versus Nia element because she is bigger than her. It looks more physically imposing. So you know, in the media outlets, that'll look uh, that'll look impressive. And um, and you could have Nia just be this monster heel that's aligned with Stephanie McMahon. That's you know out to to kill Ronda. And it's a storyline that people would get. Um, that I think, you know, mainstream, the mainstream media would jump on, but doing this smiling, laughing, you know, it's, we were saying this last Monday, that's something that it'll get you on extra and, uh, and shows like that. But, you know, on ESPN, they might show just a, a highlight, but that, I mean, like a, a two second highlight, but that's it. It's not, yeah. it's not something that sticks. I think we've got four raws between now and money in the bank. I could see Monday, Stephanie McMahon interfering saying i didn't sanction this match maybe something to pump the brakes on this a little bit maybe i, I don't think they're going to backtrack from it now yeah. they, they spent all of rob kind of building to it yeah they did reshow that three times <laughs> yeah, that was the big thing on raw it's like they don't show them quite smiling yet so the next time they show the clip then they're smiling and having fun gosh <laughs> Like I was saying the other night, wrestling with the smiles, WWE with the smiles, like the WrestleMania poster, everyone's smiling and having a good time. It's like, well, it's supposed to be about conflict. Oh my God. When a match is WWE's corporate mission is they put smiles on people's faces and their talent. (laughs) I'd I'd forgotten about this making the rounds of the 2005 Royal Rumble promo commercials been making the rounds where they had the guys doing West Side Story talking about there's going to be a rumble tonight. (laughs) <laughs> like, I mean, WWE, come they, on. They might as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know, man. I mean, just imagine. A, we talked about this Monday, Justin, but imagine a men's promo. Like, I challenge you to a match. Imagine Big Cass and Daniel Bryan then lock arms and skip off together to get Daniel Bryan some water because his voice is hoarse. Yeah. You it's. Know? I mean, I, I understand that Nia is being portrayed. She's the face. I understand she's a face, too. So, like, I, I get that. So that's a little bit less forgiving of, okay, the face wants to be a fighting champion and she has to defend the title, so she wants to fight the best. I, again, I can even get – I mean, I'll, I'll give WWE all these passes on on all that. I just can't get past them walking away. Like, in the segment in a stare down, ended in security to stepping in because they get nose yeah. to nose. Like, let me have a little bit of aggression. And, and by the way, that's going to get a whole lot more attention on the red carpet when you see these two women that look like they're getting ready to throw down. Yeah. Yeah, if Nia just gave Ronda a little shove or something, uh, but still, you know, you know, like I'm saying in the the chat, uh, I just think they could have done a version two of like Austin McMahon, where you have Stephanie throwing these heels, you know, at Ronda, where you have Ronda just, you know, uh, and then eventually you build to the champion Nia and Ronda. But anyway, that's uh, that's not what they did. <laughs> so after the next Daniel Bryan big cast match, I want big cast to put Daniel Bryan up on his shoulders and take him out to get an ice cream cone. Because <laughs> we're congenial in the they, WWE. So they showed the, at the upfronts, they had a picture of Ronda Rousey with like Stephanie McMahon and Triple H and Nia and Charlotte. So, eh, what are you going to do? <laughs> It's, uh, about, John, it's, it's, all, it's all about as valid as John Cena and Nikki yeah, Bella. Nikki Bella. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, man. Oh, God. So what's the latest? On, I feel weird that I'm following this now. I have zero interest in this, but it's newsworthy <laughs> for what we cover. Has something happened? Did Nikki, wasn't there some quote like, oh, I'm just going to focus on me for an hour? Something so, like you that. know, it's funny. Anytime there's like a, a Nikki Cena article on the site, people are like, oh, this is crap. Why are you guys posting this? But then it's like the most read article that day. <laughs> I know, and I should talk, right? It's like, <laughs> I don't care about John Cena and Nikki Bella. Meanwhile, I have a Google News alert and I furiously am hitting refresh to see if Timeless gets renewed or canceled. Yeah. You know, so it's like you, you just you pick the things you're interested in, you know? You yeah. know, it's, you know, what's great is, is watching this from a, a non-wrestling person's perspective. My wife, who is a very, very much a pop culture fan and she's a uh, she's a professional writer. So she's involved in like pop culture stuff. And she so she loves, you know, she 
when when John C when the breakup news happened a few weeks ago, she was like devastated. She's like, this is horrible. She's like, this is this is this is this is he's gotta feel terrible. She's gotta feel terrible. And I'm like, you do understand that A, they have a reality show that follows them around, and B, they come from a world of pro wrestling which is built on a lie. So this might be <laughs> false. And she's like, no, she's like People Magazine has it, and People doesn't lie, and Us Magazine has it, and, and E Weekly. And then Monday, we're watching Cena on the Today Show when he's like, you know, saying how much he loves Nikki and how terrible it's been since this breakup. <laughs> my wife turns to me and she goes, Oh, this is so fake. <laughs> See, my wife, so, so we, when Cena and Nikki broke up, someone texted me. Um, and, uh, and I remember I went like, Oh shit. You know, because I, I just didn't see that coming. And, uh, yeah, I told my wife, and she was like, oh, my God. She was shocked. And she doesn't follow wrestling. She doesn't even follow Total Divas, Total Bellas. And she saw the thing on Monday, and she saw Cena. And she was like, "Oh, She didn't, you know, one of those. And I was like, man. I'm like, this thing, now it's exposed. Like, how much of it is fake? I don't know. Uh, they were scheduled to get married in May. Uh, or, yeah, 10 days ago or 11 days ago. Um, the stuff this week, it's clearly, I mean, it's over the top phony that it's, it's insulting your intelligence almost. And, and you yeah, got for the, the WWE that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll, I'll just say if, if, if Stephanie McMahon has been public about this, that, that back when her and Triple H had the real marriage, the real life marriage, that Vince wanted the wedding to be on pay-per-view and they said, <laughs> no, some things just had to be just for the, just for privacy. John Cena is the ultimate company guy because this is eventually going to end and Cena and Nikki getting married on the WWE Network. I, 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 oh, it's SummerSlam. Matt, 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 Matt texted me the other day. He's convinced it's not happening. He's he's convinced 100% that it's not going to happen. That they're not going to get back together? Yeah. Well, they're not going to get married. They you know they got more seasons of Total Bellas than they'll probably get back together. So, you know, I, it, it almost makes you wonder uh, if, like, they decided – to hold off, you know, to hold off on the marriage for now, uh, do it later. And then they came up with the storyline that they split up because, I mean, it's clear the storyline that they're going with is that Nikki was unhappy or, you know, with something. And because John is saying, you know, he wants to have kids now and, and all this nonsense. I mean, it, it's good to have kids but <laughs> if you want to have kids, but uh, his promo is a bit nonsense. So anyway. Nonsense, tax deductible. Tax deductible <laughs> you talk about insulting intelligence, and now it has me curious because uh, I'm like, how dumb does the WWE think their fans are? Like, what's the profile? And the first thing that popped in my head was that computer screen from a uh, weird science when they're debating whether to give the woman a brain or not. And it just says, you know, intelligence level fifth grader, slow learner, boring dipshit. And I just picture something <laughs> like that up in Vince McMahon's office. Uh, I I don't think it's well. They're definitely not dumb. This is getting tons of media. It's all over the place. This season of Total Bellas is going to be the highest rated ever. Yeah. So I think, the, I think the fans are stupid rated. though, because you know. Well, I, I think they. I think. I think. I think Cena, Nikki, Vince, whoever's behind all this. I think they know. Okay, wrestling fans are going to like be able to identify that this has a storyline element to it. But to people like wives and to people who are just people that just watch the reality shows but don't watch, right. but don't know anything about what a worker shoot is, they're buying into this. Like, oh my God, John Cena, the, the cute guy I see in Hollywood, and Nikki Bella, she's so good. They're they're buying into this is real. So I mean, right? It's not like all those reality shows, right? They have a script. They kind of have mm -hmm. what they're going to do. You know, not all the the verbiage and stuff isn't scripted, but what kind of what they do, what happens during that day, you know, Kardashians, all that stuff. And I, a lot of people are not aware of that. Uh, they think that it's real and uh, like it's completely this is just what's happening in their life and the camera happens to catch it all um all reality shows are is just it's just it's just a sitcom or a drama but just rather than being in an obvious tv studio they just do it in real life places that's all it is right everybody's yeah. got a character and i will tell you there were times in total divas where they would capture stuff when it really happened you know like uh when daniel bryan couldn't wrestle or uh there you know uh, someone got injured um I'm forgetting, but there were some things that they, you know, captured backstage after they got back and things like that, which are it's really intriguing. But you can kind of tell when it's real and and when they're uh, when they're redoing it for the camera. And um, but anyway, that's reality TV, and uh, they did a great job with this. It's it's everywhere. Yeah, and I think that's the real difference um, these days compared to how wrestling was even 20 years ago is the media used to kind of keep it at arm's length, right? Like Hulk Hogan would go on Jay Leno. Well, set up that angle on WCW, but right. they would go on talk shows. They'd be kind of like, Oh yeah, that's great. You're going to beat the guy up. But now media like 
plays into kayfabe. And that's what Meltzer was talking about the other day, like where as Sports Illustrated is writing articles that are respecting kayfabe and playing into kayfabe. Right. Like that's the difference. As the media is really on board with this. The media, it's weird how much the media, how much WWE is to suck up to the media. Yeah. And now how much the media is sucking up to WWE for, you know, um, for access or whatever, but Absolutely. ESPN doesn't write anything critical at WWE uh, sports illustrated. The, these sites that are, you know, these were the sports uh, media outlets growing up and now they, they just suck up to them. But in any other industry, it would be a huge scandal to have this kind of access journalism. You see it a little bit in mainstream entertainment, but if this were politics or uh, legitimate sports, people would be calling out these journalists left and right for not being objective yeah, yeah. Like you don't see any of the the Saudi Arabia stuff, the criticism. Yeah, you, you know, you don't see like any of the uh, any of the real stuff. Uh, oh, when the Moolah thing happened, I think Deadspin was the most. Or actually, part Newsweek picked up the Deadspin article. But new, like, when's the last time Newsweek covered WWE? You know, if they wanted to, though. I mean, look at Rolling now Stone. They are. Look at yeah, now they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway. very weird. But yeah, I mean, it's like when Cena and Nikki, after they got engaged, they still to this day try to act like they had no idea it was coming. When the storyline building to that match was Miz and Maurice taunting them about not getting married. I mean, it was definitely leading to that. Um, any wrestling, every wrestling fan saw that. So anyway, it's, it is what it is. Cena and Nikki are living kind of that, uh, that kayfabe life in a lot of ways. Who knows? I think, I think they're together right now, honestly. Yeah, I don't I, know. I can see them having split, and then they got back together. Now they're doing all this stuff in the media. Nikki's supposed to be on Today, uh, the Today Show today. I think she's already been on, um, and to respond to what uh, Cena's oh, been saying. Christ. You know what I miss? Actually, John Cena needs to do this again. John Cena needs to go on Howard Stern again. I re-listened, re-watched that clip from what was it when the first Marine came out when Cena was on Howard Stern. talking about all the women he's been with? Oh my God! It was like the most polite. It was the most cordial, polite yet dirty interview you have ever heard, and it was John Cena who gave it. Did yeah. he say something like he's he's banged like his fatties? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> women all shape sizes. Yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's on YouTube. It's like you listen to that, and but it's still John Cena, company man John Cena. There with a handshake and a smile, just talking about sex life. I believe in hustle, loyalty, respect, and no matter what your body type is, you should be entitled to some good love with John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially. Um, so, yeah, I think if he went on Stern again, we would get to the bottom of what's really going on. Oh, yeah, that's why he won't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. So uh, tune in Monday for more on the John Cena, Nikki Bella developments. There's going to be there's going to be more. I mean, that Nikki stuff is going to be on soon. So if you're interested, let's, it'll be on the site. Let's, <laughs> let's get Nikki uh, on Stern. That, that, that's the interview we really want to hear. Oh my god! Yeah. Let, let let Howard just, let Howard just dig away at her. I feel like is it true your stepfather first became aware of you in a lingerie magazine because he wanted to hook up with you and your sister? You know, just yeah, <laughs> really good stuff. Oh man. Yeah, the Bellas on to the Today Show is up, uh, is out now. So anyway. Uh, we got anything else before we take this home? I love uh, just this devolves in the last 10 <laughs> minutes of the podcast. Yeah. Um, hold on one second. I'm sending something. Um, yeah, Ronda Rousey making her house show debut today. Oh, that's right. Three nights in a row in London. Yeah. Raw, SmackDown, and a house show. I'm curious to tonight sell out as well. Yeah, so um, and she's going to be apparently wrestling on a couple episodes of Rock coming up. She's um, they're billing her in Buffalo next month and saying that she's wrestling. So uh, huh. it's, it could be a dark match. Uh, I think that's the smart way to do it, especially if you're getting ready for the pay per view uh, to work it out. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's happening. So Rousey, she's she's wrestling way more than Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yeah, funny. I'm, I mean, by the by the end of next month, she would have wrestled, you know, more times than Brock Lesnar has all year. Oh man! Well, we shall see. Uh, we'll be back here Monday night. Wrestling Inc. Myself, Raj Geary, Mister Matt Morgan, Justin. Where can people find your stuff online? Uh, on Twitter uh, at Justin Labar. It's got the podcast links and everything. And there will be a fun announcement by the end of the week of uh, a very cool live event experience for anybody who wants to get to Pittsburgh in mid-July involving myself and the wonderful Something to Wrestle With crew of Bruce Pritchard and Conrad Thompson. So make sure you're on my Twitter later this week and we'll have all the details. 
Awesome. Raj, what do you got uh, coming up on the side aside from that Today Show clip? Yeah, someone said I wrestle more than Brock. Um, (laughs) Interview highlights, uh, interview that uh, our own Andy Malinowski did with Ken Shamrock um, and uh, Scott Snyder. So those are coming up on the site uh, in the next week or two. Awesome, man. I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. I tweet along with Raw, SmackDown, most weeks, NXT. Uh, and of course, uh, you can follow Wrestling Inc. on Twitter as well. Until next time, folks, we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. <laughs>